0: February 3, the 34th day of 2022. There are 331 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at k105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country, but seemingly what most everyone is and wants to talk about. Is the impending weather, how it will impact us, how we're preparing, and what to expect. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in The, no, settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Are you, uh... Pretty excited that the Olympics are here. I know what a big fan of the Olympics you Uh, are. You know I'm Uh, thrilled. Opening ceremonies are are like 5.30 a.m. tomorrow. You're going to get up extra early and watch?
1: Yeah, that's going
0: to happen. Okay, uh, well, maybe these new events might uh, intrigue you into watching. There's new Women's Monobob, which is basically bobsledding by yourself. Uh, Men's and women's Big Air, not big hair, Big Air. Uh, that's freestyle skiing. you got mixed team snowboard cross, mixed team aerials, mixed team short track relay, and mixed tri- team ski jumping. Sounds like a lot of co-ed sports to me. Any no. of that sound intriguing? Not really. No? no. Okay. Well, not a big right. fan. Well, it's, uh, I don't know what I'm going to... Maybe they'll have figure skating, something you'll like. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee. Covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris... And even Clarkson, be Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Are I you... can tell.
2: Uh, as, as Christy usually says on Wednesdays, I can tell somebody's been in my nook. Uh, yeah, <laughs> somebody somebody remakes your nest over uh-huh. there, and so uh-huh. you got
0: to get things settled. Uh, I, by the way, Tony Phil did see his shadow. I know, Sam, you were worried about that.
2: There is a list of things that I was concerned about yesterday, and that was...
0: Spring won't be arriving early in 2022. Uh And I did notice that it says three in five Americans do trust Punxsutawney Phil's prediction. Uh, I think...
2: I was very disappointed, though, to hear that uh, Millwood had a had a groundhog and it it passed away, though, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, it did something like that. Uh, and but uh, three out of five people believe Punxsutawney Phil. Only one out of five Americans believe Anthony Fauci. I think they did the math on that, and that's kind of what they, the metrics that they came up with. All right, weather, it is here. Uh, maybe not the wintry kind, but uh, the ice storm warning is officially in effect until. About six a m tomorrow, and that the timing is important on when the switchover to wintry precipitation will be for us here in Grayson and surrounding counties off to the north and especially the northwest, that changeover has already made uh, been made, and they're getting some wintry precipitation, but it still should be another three hours if you're with us live. It still should be another three hours or so. But that's a moving target. Uh, they've updated. They've delayed. You'll look at it one hour and it'll be one thing. and then. Um, but they're just trying to guess and zero in on when that temperature dips just enough that rain changes to some wintry mix and then how long it will be before that mix changes over to uh, snow. So it uh, almost changes hourly. Whatever we get. Look for uh, look for it to be Sunday before we get any significant thawing. Just because the temperature will get a little convection on Saturday with some sunshine, but the temperature will still be low. But Sunday, when we get some sunshine and temperature in the 40s, things will start to improve just a little bit. But what happens to us between now and then? Uh, it's hard to say. But we're trying to effort to find out how preparations are going. Chris Jesse from the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet District Four is here. Good morning, Chris. Welcome back.
3: Uh, good morning. Hey, how are you uh, guys doing this morning? Well, guys?
0: we're just kind of bracing, like everyone else, yeah. trying to figure out what's uh, what's to be expected. You know, the previous times we've talked to you this winter season, one of the things that you've been blessed with is the opportunity to do some pre-treatment of roadways. Uh, this situation doesn't allow for that opportunity, but just because you can't pre-treat doesn't mean you can't prepare. How are you all preparing?
3: Well, that's uh, kind of a, a great way to put that. Um, you know, we have gone out to make sure we've got you know calibrated equipment doing some of the things, and we've been doing this since you know the wrap up of the last uh, storm. You go out, you, you calibrate, you make sure things are oiled, greased, running right, and, and as smooth as possible. You know, we, we we do a lot of wear and tear on these vehicles when we go out and treat, and it's uh, we've had a couple of pesky events. I call them pesky events. Uh, after the first couple of snows, so, uh, but it's been pretty consistent for like two and a half, three weeks now. Just having to go out and and treat. So, uh, you know, the crew's getting some downtime to go work on equipment, prepare, make sure it's ready to go. And not just this time with plows, but I mean, you know, the the chainsaws, the removal, the things we, the tools we need, the equipment we need to do removal. Because uh, that's step one. If we get trees and, and power lines down, that kind of thing. Um, is, you know, you got to clear before you can actually go through and, and trade or do anything like that. But, you know, we're talking about ice here and, and that, that opens up a whole, uh, you know, new thing where, um, you know, it, you know unless you just got spikes on your tires, <laughs> even, even snow plows don't go on, on hills that are, they're glazed over with ice. And the danger this afternoon is, uh, you know, that magic moment almost and literally it's, it's literally moments where you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. You're, fine. you're not fine. And right. and those are the, you know, that, that real few minutes there of transition is often where we get into the trouble of, of cars is, you know, at the bottom of a hill, one goes off, then another thinks they can go, then they get off, and the next one it becomes, you know, that, that, that pile up. So, um, you know, those, that hour there transition where, where things really tighten up is, is, is the, the, the element that we are most concerned about because you can't really go out and do a lot before that. And once that happens, then, uh, you know, you're at the mercy of the ice too.
0: So Yeah, you have to be, in this case, I presume you have to be reactive rather than proactive because you don't know that magic moment. And I think what's additionally challenging for um, maybe we don't fully understand, I hope we do because we kind of observe how you all approach things, but because of the size of your district, you may dealing, be dealing with one set of tactics in Grayson County but you may be approaching with completely different tactics in Hardin County, just because of a slight geographical difference. So figuring out what your district needs in all these little nooks and crannies has to be a challenge.
3: It is, and and you know we we have uh, for the most part we have you know good county uh, foremen and supervisors and and Mr. Stone there and, and your neck of the woods does a you know a wonderful job of, of getting the troops rallied so to speak and and you know they we. We have a district-wide idea of what we want to, you know, talk about. But, but again, as you mentioned, in the, as those conditions change from left to right, north to south on the map, and depending upon the temperature. And, and you're right; it, it is a reactive kind of situation here. Uh, we have gone out and start putting down, uh, you know, a, a, a salt layer. Um, but you know. It, it, I don't know where you guys are, but right now I'm seeing heavy, heavy rain where I am and you know, anything we put down is going to get washed off. So um, you want to get out just ahead of that. You know, that's the goal, but uh, you the timing is essential and you don't want to waste and it's just tough. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm not going to uh, sit back and, 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 and try to make excuses, but we want to, we want folks understanding. We want you to understand we're not kicked up eating donuts, waiting for the for the, you know stuff to start that uh, we are, we're working. And, and when, When the time comes, we put all the people out there that we can, and sometimes we have to do that selectively so that we, for instance, uh, we may – Uh, you know, hold back uh, some personnel so that we have a second shift to run, so to speak. So, you know, it's all about rationing and utilizing your resources to the best of the the abilities, and and we're doing that to the best of our abilities. So we ask for patience. We ask for understanding. We know folks need to get out, need to go. But if you don't have to, don't, and and we'll do the best that we can.
0: Well, you took me right where I was going on your idea of a second shift because when we talked a couple of weeks ago... You talked. Uh, you mentioned that you all are shorthanded just like everyone else is. And one of the reasons that matters is because if you're operating under typical CDL conditions, there are X number of hours that your transportation cabinet people can be out there before they're legally required to have rest and get some rest. And so that's that magical time that you're talking about. There's no sense in having them on duty and ready to attack if it's going to be hours before the temperature moves over but like you said that that uh orchestrating just ahead of the changeover is when you want to have them out and then call in and it just it seems to be a high wire act without much of a safety net
3: it is and you mentioned a moving target earlier that's often what we you know we we send the folks home yesterday afternoon with an idea of what we want to do this morning but you know forecast changes overnight uh, you know rallying and, and getting that message out that hey we need to change or delay or, or you know shift this around or shift that around you know that becomes a challenge too and then you're burning fuel on the tarback so to speak uh if you get these uh, folks out early and, and that's precious time that you need to be working as opposed to, to sitting and waiting so uh those timings are you know they, they are very important but again you know we do the best we can with the tools we have uh and you know we ask the folks again we know we're we're all we all want to go we all get that but uh we we really are doing the best we can we hope that folks understand and see that
0: i saw uh i have observed over the last couple of days people i think it's the anxiety in people that's speaking because they're they're anxious they're otherwise normally maybe well-adjusted uh People and they wouldn't be overly critical, but then they say, well, they can't make up their mind. And they don't, they don't mean the transportation cabinet. They mean sure. meteorologists and the media and the messengers and all that. And, and I would liken it to this. Here's all I would say is if a meteorologist tells you the high on May 17th is going to be 82 and the high is only 81 or 80, you never notice the difference because you were comfortable all day long but yeah. when they're trying to forecast when a temperature will change over from, from when it will move to a freezing point right it's, it's science it's there's yeah. a freezing point involved and that is very hard to pinpoint it could be an you know it could be a couple of hours it could be a matter of a few minutes and as you said in your release this morning 15 minutes down the road from where you are right now may be a completely different set of circumstances
3: sure and, and not only you know that 32 is the magic number for the science of the water. It's not for the science of the pavement temperature versus what the sun is leaking. You know, there are the variables, even on top of that, it is a extremely complex soup of, uh, of of flavors to figure out. And and again, you know, we, we do the best we can. And, you know, just think about, you know, if you want to put it into some context, uh, even forecasting, you know, you think about, you know, what it was 25, 30 years ago before the modeling, before the, 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 technology, I mean, gosh, you know, regardless of pinpointing it to a few minutes, how long have we known about this? Right. How long do we know about severe weather events when, when we get to the spring? And the, the timing really is remarkable when you put it in the context of a timeline of what we can do now versus what we could do. It is much better, even though it's not perfect.
0: Are you all vulnerable to power grid failure just like everyone else, or are you all able to kind of operate independent of whatever the power grid does from a road standpoint?
1: Um, for the most
3: part we can we can operate without that obviously you know there are, are conveniences but um, you know the you know we can pump fuel we can do things uh, that we need to do and and, and maneuver without power to, to a large degree um, obviously that you know again the complex it's very complex but uh, we we can we can get salt out we can get trucks out we can get fuel and drivers and I mean we can do our job uh, minus the electricity
1: if need be yeah
0: so what I've heard from you is you all are going to do all you can with all you have within the <laughs> limits of safety and being practical and logical. And that's what we know you all to do. And it sounds like it's no different in this case either.
3: Yeah. And, and uh, you know, just, uh, we say this a lot uh, when we talk to folks, but, you know, it's, it's great to have good radio and media partners when we can actually have a conversation as opposed to a 10-second soundbite or a real sh- clip, uh, short clip. But, you know, we – the folks that work in your county, you know, they're in Grayson County. They, they're your neighbors. They're your friends. They're your family members in many cases, and you know they have kids. They their kids go to school. They drive buses. Their their families go to work and need to travel to. We're part of your community. Uh, we want the best, and, and we've been trained to do a job. And and uh, again, we're not always perfect, but we we have a genuine concern, and it's not uh, you know it's not any kind of. Um, It's just a genuine concern for community, and we want to do the best thing. So I hope folks see that interest at heart because we really are parts of the community.
0: And before you go, use this opportunity to encourage people to tell them there's a proper way and an improper way to get road conditions information. That was in your release this morning. So uh, use this opportunity to tell people that.
3: Yeah, we we have the uh, goky.ky.gov website. And that's basically a catch all. It's kind of like the the Google Maps thing where you'll see traffic indicated colors. It also has traffic cameras on the parkways and the interstate systems. It'll have closures that have been reported to our TOC operations center in Frankfurt. So, it's kind of a catch all for road conditions. Now, it's not going to tell you uh, you know, right down to the zero mark of of some of the county roads and all of that, but it, it's a general good guideline and a good system for just obtaining uh, you know, a Road conditions. Uh, and you can, you know, quickly look at that map and you can tell red, green, yellow, what's moving quickly, what isn't, where, where things are halting. It's a pretty good indicator as far as those kinds of uh, things go. Uh, goky.ky.gov and we actually have a snowky.ky.gov that has a little more winter detailed information. They put that in the release, but it, it'll tell you like priority maps, which ones we clear first and second and those kinds of things. So if you want to get down into the nitty gritty and get, the uh, geeky about it you can you can find out more
0: snowky.ky.gov very good i also heard uh i saw you right here that 911 is not for road conditions (laughs) yes leave our dispatchers (laughs) and telecommunicators alone
3: Yes, and, and, you know, they're uh, they're obviously going to be stretched very thin once things start to tighten up, too. And, and our towing community, you know, those are folks I want to give a shout-out to. They work with us and don't get a lot of credit and always don't wind up in the news releases. But the towing uh, entities, they're private companies, but they are – they get out and they work at it hard when we get into these kinds of events and, and they're at high demand and they're running full force and uh you know they get done with one job there are 10 stacked waiting in queue so those folks uh want to give a real a good tip of the hat to, to our towing community
0: well it's a natural segue to i was talking with uh, constable mark stanton this morning and who's also in the auto repair business and he wanted to remind people that if you want to get up close and personal with supply chain issues in the auto parts world, then be out <laughs> driving when you shouldn't, because you'll end up in a spot to where. Uh, so, if you don't have to go anywhere, don't. And sounds like most people don't need to
3: go anywhere. Yeah, I've been out on the road a little bit this morning, and things uh, it's noticeably lighter. Even the interstate uh, to me is is noticeably lighter on 65. I was looking at some of the traffic volumes this morning. So, um, you know, folks, again, they've they've gotten the message. It looks like at least.
0: Very good. Hey, thanks, as always, for everything you and your colleagues do at the Transportation Cabinet, and uh, hopefully we check in tomorrow or sometime again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. That's Chris Jesse from the Transportation Cabinet. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Today is the halfway point of winter. So maybe that means we're going over the mountain with what we're going to get for a couple of days. In Does that Italy. count into Punxsutawney
2: fields Smooth <laughs>
0: sailing. I don't know. People thought Groundhog Day was the midway point, but it's actually today. It kind of varies. Uh, we talked about earlier in the week Hootie Hoo Day is in a couple of weeks, and that's typically the halfway point. So I'm kind of confused. But if you'll tell me this is halfway point, I'm all uh, I'm all about it. Kevin Henderson is the judge executive of uh, Grayson County, and he joins us by phone. Good morning, Judge. Welcome. Welcome back.
1: Hello. Can you hear me?
3: Yeah,
0: we've got you. Uh, there's no telling where you are today because I would imagine you're wearing uh, several hats trying to make sure county government is prepared for whatever it is that we're uh, about to experience. So how how is county government preparing?
1: Well, we've got uh, we've got the road department ready in case the roadways start to, to ice over. Which I mean, uh, it, it, it seems like we've been. Getting thrown curveballs for quite some time now. Yeah. So, but uh, trying to predict what's going to happen and what's not going to happen, but uh, we can't really salt anything right now because I mean, if you do, it's just going to wash it off as hard as it's raining. So we're having some minor flooding issues on some roads, but uh, uh, we're thinking probably around noon to one o'clock that uh, you know things are going to start icing. Uh, uh, start getting worse, and uh, we're probably going to encourage everyone to probably try to fatten down the hatches uh, by late this afternoon, for sure, so, uh, and then I, we've heard that the, the wind's going to get up uh, after that, so, you know, we're, we're worried about the, uh, you know, power outages at that point, but we do have all the county government buildings generated, except the old courthouse, and uh, we've already got shelters in place, and uh, in case anyone gets displaced, and uh, just a, a lot of communication over the past couple of days with other uh, county government or county uh, county employees and county entities to make sure that we uh, that we have everything in place that we need to have in place.
0: When we went through the ice storm. Uh, of, of Oh uh, nine, thir- 13 years ago, we learned <clears throat> a lot of us learned a lot about how to manage those conditions and managing then, or what we learned from that are still are still paying dividends today because they're helping us prepare. And we weren't prepared in 2009, not only from a not having the resources that we needed, but we also didn't get the type of advanced notice to be able to prepare ahead of time. So it suddenly was all of a sudden was here. Have we benefited from having several days to ramp up to this?
1: Oh yeah. It's most definitely been a benefit. So we've, uh, we've made sure everything's operational and running. Uh, We've done that. uh, We've done that Tuesday and yesterday. And um, now it's just sort of a waiting game to to see what happens. uh, The, uh, we we know it's probably going to get bad. We're just hoping that it doesn't get, you know, real bad as it did in '09. But, uh, you know, a lot of things, like with the electric companies, I mean, in 09, they uh, they replaced uh, probably about every pole in the county at that point because it was probably about all broke. But uh, so, you know, that's beneficial. The wires, you know, for the, the linemen, those are, you know, they're newer and better. And I hope we don't have an event like that because everyone still remembers that. And quite honestly, I do, too. I was out in it for quite a few days. So, But uh, uh, I think we're better prepared this time uh, simply because of the advance warning, for one. And also, we're better prepared to take on an event like that. Now, uh, you can only prepare so much. So you know, if we have uh, you know if we have three thousand people displaced, you know we, you know we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to throw the long ball and and, uh, see what see what happens. But uh, but you know if if we have you know if we have three or four hundred people displaced, we're we're in pretty good shape right now.
0: What a lot of people don't understand when they see a forecast and they say uh, a quarter of an inch of ice or a half an inch of ice oh, what's the big difference? That's just a quarter of an inch. What you don't understand, that's twice the weight. And it's twice twice the weight, and then you add in some potential wind in there, and that's when it really starts to tax the grid. So seemingly not a lot. You know, when it comes to to rain, a quarter of an inch of rain is not that much more. But it is a huge amount more of ice. Right, right.
1: I think we had an inch and a half in Old Nine uh, in some places that Two inches, and they're forecasting a half to three quarters now. So, you know, we're in a little bit better shape there. But you know, it's and and also I want to make clear that it's a whole lot. You you know, it's good for us to be prepared, and and we need to be prepared as county government, city governments, and you know, and that type thing. But it's also very important that people be prepared. And and I think in '09. Done exactly what they could. The city did what they could and uh, for what they was given. But I think a lot of people was completely unprepared for that event. And one thing about it, it's fresh in everyone's minds, and a whole lot of people are more prepared today than they was at that time. Absolutely. So that, and that's a benefit
0: also. And if you use the totals like you're talking about, that if we had, let's just say on average uh, in 09 say we had an inch and a half of ice, and we know what that was. Well, when the forecast comes and it says it could be a quarter of an inch or it could be a half or it could be three-quarters of an inch of ice, then it doesn't sound like that, say, so, okay, well, it won't be as bad. But you can't, you can't just bank on the fact that it won't be as bad. No. You've, got to have your, you've got to have your emergency plan in place.
1: Yeah, and like in '09, if you remember, we had an inch and a half of ice. You know, just, you know, and I know different locations had different amounts. But they also didn't have 30-mile-an-hour winds coming in behind it. Right. So uh, that's one issue that we're sort of concerned about this time is that, you know, yeah, we might have a half-inch ice or three-quarters-inch ice, but we've also got high winds coming in behind that. Sure. So that's going to play a factor in, you know, with trees and stuff. And and a lot of the power lines, the power companies have done a great job cutting the cutting the lines back, cutting these trees you know, back out of the power lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but we're still going to have some roadways blocked. We're going to have, you know, and people need to be aware of that. That, you know, if you're, you know, the roads could look fine. Uh, the roads, you know, they couldn't have any ice on them, but you, you need to be self aware that you could have a tree down around the curve, you know, so. Exactly. Uh, that's one thing that we, you know, we're trying to, uh, put out to the public to make sure to just just be self aware what could you know what could potentially happen here. So
0: hey, before you go, you heard Chris Jesse on just before. Uh, just before you came on and talking about the state you know the transportation cabinet's uh, preparation, is there an orchestration or a collaboration between state and county and the i mean county roads are county roads, I know that, and state roads are state roads, but is there communication between the two to help share you know what you 're seeing and what you 're learning to, to to be able to respond more quickly in troubled areas?
1: Oh, yeah, we, we communicate back and forth to one another. If they have an issue, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pass them along to the state garage here, or, you know, and, and sometimes they're extremely busy, you know, we'll just call you know District 4 office in Elizabethtown and let them know. And they do the same if they see an issue that's getting ready to happen. And normally they don't travel the county roads or mainly on the state roads. So, you know, we, we call them quite Probably honestly, we call them more than they call us, but uh, but we we have a good working relationship with state, uh, with the state highway department. Of course, we have to, you know, so uh, to make sure. everything run smooth.
0: Well, they're the ones clearing the arteries, you know, that uh, the main arteries yeah. that then you all are feeding you know, and, into. And a,
1: and a, and a lot of people don't understand. Also, you know, you, you, we get a lot of. I mean, you see, of course, everybody's got a platform on social media, but. Uh, there, some of these counties, their, their roads get cleared a whole lot quicker than sometimes Grayson County and some of these other larger counties with large road miles in them. You gotta understand that, you know, Grayson County, the State Highway Department, uh, their first priority is the WK Parkway. So, 259 South in Edmondson County could possibly look better than 259 South in Grayson County. Well, Edmondson County State Highway Department does not have an interstate or a parkway that they're responsible for. They've got a small portion of I-65 that goes through. Right.
0: From border and, to border, by the way, the, the yeah, parkway. Yeah.
1: So you know, you know, we, we're we're in a completely different scenario than some of these other counties that uh, we we've got. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're fourth in the state for road miles. So uh, we got a lot of roads take care of and the state highway department's got a lot of roads to take care of so we just ask people to have patience and yeah you could go to another county and uh, you know the roads look a little bit better but understand we've got a little bit more to take care of here so uh, yeah
0: well and uh, to to your point i guess the western kentucky parkway is number one u.s 62 is probably two and then from there you get into the 259s and the 54s and those type and they all just kind of uh, go down in priority from there yes
1: Yes, and, and also a lot of people, you know, people can't, you know, they can't, uh, you know, it's hard to determine what state and what county, you know, well the state's got some roads like Cave Creek, you know, like seven thirty six. Everybody thinks that's a county road, and that's actually, you know, the state takes care of that road. And then Keyfafer Road, there's a lot of state duff road, uh, you know, there's a lot of state roads that the state's taking care of that people think that we take care of and and people think that they take care of. So, and I I understand it's confusing. You don't, uh, you know, a lot of people don't you know, need to worry about that. If they call in, they have a problem. We'll, you know, we'll steer them in the right direction. If you call my office and you have a problem, even with a state road, we'll take the complaint and pass it on to the state. So, you know, just, just so everyone knows, you know, it's, uh, but something that when an event like this is going on, you know, we're not going to
0: split hairs. We're going to take care of this. Hey, thanks for reading us in, updating us. We'll be following along with the information that you have and forwarding on to the latest conditions as we can. As always, thanks for the time. All right. Thank you, Mark. Okay, that's Judge Executive Kevin Henderson, Judge Executive of Grayson County. By the way, general rule of thumb, if the roads have numbers, they're probably a state road. If they have names, they're probably a county road. And if they have street at the end, they could be in the city of Litchfield. And Wes Schull is the director of Public Works, and he joins us by phone. Morning, Wes.
1: Morning, Mark. Can you hear me all right?
0: Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. I know uh, I mentioned earlier to Chris Jesse, I said when it rains like this, it means that you can't pre-treat, but it doesn't mean you can't prepare. And how has the city of Litchfield been preparing for what we could potentially get today?
1: Well, we've had our trucks kind of in the shop going over everything, just making sure the last couple of little snows we've had kind of showed us what we needed to do as far as our trucks where they've been setting and getting them ready to go. Um, It's just right now we're just kind of waiting to see what happens, and (laughs) hopefully it'll miss us, but it doesn't look like it's going to.
0: Your city has a – your city system – has a lot of state roads that run through it, you know, that you share, if you will, the US 62 mm-hmm. or the byway or 259 or whatever it might be. But I think people don't appreciate the true miles or feet of pavement that are in the city of Litchfield that are not those major thoroughfares. You all stay busy, don't you?
1: Oh, we, yes, we stay uh, extremely busy. There's a lot, And it takes a little bit longer on ours sometimes due to going down into subdivisions and you know, certain areas that's really tight to get into, and uh, sometimes it takes us a little bit longer, And but uh, I'm not exactly sure how many road miles there is, but it, it takes a little while to get over them, you know, four or five hours with three or four trucks just to get over them one time.
0: We just talked about how, with uh, Judge Henderson, you probably heard it, Western Kentucky Parkway is at the top of the list for the transportation cabinet, and then US-62, and then down from there. From a city of Litchfield perspective, what is priority number one when you all look at uh, streets in the city?
1: Priority number one is going to be Wallace Avenue for the hospital area. Uh, And then we have uh, Commerce Drive, you know, for the factories, and we have certain priority roads, Cave Mill Road, you know, kind of the main roads that the little streets break off of. But those are our priorities that we try to get first and then start working in the areas, you know, where little streets back and forth, and the hospital road is the uh, the main one.
0: That makes perfect sense. Hey, anything we need to know from a from a city of Litchfield Public Works perspective that we can help uh, tell people about or advisory other than stay home.
1: Uh, Staying home would be great, and uh, if at all possible, not to park on the side of the streets. It makes it kind of difficult sometimes when you get down in, you know, like uh, off Cave Mill Road, some of those subdivisions, and when there's cars parked on the edge of the road. And I understand that, you know, a lot of times they don't have the room to park in their driveway or something, but you take a plow, 8-foot plow down a, you know, a 15-foot road, it's kind of hard to... uh, doesn't leave much room after with a car sitting on the side of the road. So what you're and saying? And to just be patient with
0: us. Yeah. So you're saying where practical, when it's practical, don't park on the street because it will help everybody Exactly. Out. Yeah. Well, I think exactly. I think patience is a perfect way to put it, and we'll, we'll continue. <laughs> we'll be patient. We'll try our very best. Thanks, as always, for everything you all at uh, Public Works City of Litchfield do. Thanks for stopping by, Wes
1: no problem.
0: Thanks, Thank you. Mark. That's Wes Schull. He is the public works director of the city of Litchfield. So there you go. We've talked uh, we've talked state, we've talked county, we've talked city, and hopefully you're better prepared and informed. We'll get to a break, come back, plenty more on the way here on In the Note. Did you know? shoes that were specific to left and right were not made until the U.S. Civil War. I did not know that. Until then, shoes were always, they were universal, left or right. I guess it makes you, somebody figured out there was an advantage, you know, for the troops. It was easier on their feet to move around if they had shoes that were curved the way that their feet were curved and... The rest is, is history. It's amazing how
2: much shoes have improved, too. It,
0: it's not, a, not only that, but it's amazing when you go to try and put the wrong shoe on the wrong <laughs> foot, mm-hmm. you know it immediately that Well, uh, I have a pair of, like, work. slippers
2: that are, that they look like they could be either foot, but then when you get in there, it's like, that does not feel right. Well, it
0: shows you there even just a slight, uh-huh. slight difference in the shape of the shoe <laughs> makes a, makes a big difference. So, do you all feel informed? I do. And yeah. Good after talking with uh yeah. talking with uh Chris Jesse and Judge Henderson and uh and and Wes Schull. I kinda,
2: didn't see did a, you... there was a comment here and I can't put it up on the screen cuz it's too long, but it was pretty much just saying that uh she had worked at UK Emergency Department during the last ice storm and said that a lot of the most common was carbon monoxide poisonings mm-hmm. and kind of saying that Use your generators outside, far away. You know, just be be careful with everything. Don't cook in a house with grills and so on.
0: Yeah, thank you for that, Michelle. That's Mm -hmm. good. good, It's really good good information. information. So if you're
2: watching on Facebook, read it. It's it's a lot of really good information. Well,
0: I kind of wanted to give you some practical uh, how it impacts us. So, you know, ice for broadcasting, ice is just terrible. You know, ice is awful because what happens is our transmission antennas get coated over with ice. So let me give you some rules of let me give you some rules of thumb. If you'll think back to 2009, um, WMTL was able to stay on the air throughout the entire ice storm from the moment that the electricity was restored to our campus. And so uh, Twin Lakes Regional, then Twin Lakes Regional, was first. We were second. And so when we knew we could, and WMTL also at 870 a.m. stayed on, 24 hours a day throughout those uh, those weeks in order to maintain that, maintain the ability to do that. So we are electricity contingent, but we also know that historically we have been a priority when it needs to be restored because we're a source of we're a source of information. We're a source of credible information. I should also point out, you know, you're you're getting from us what the information that you the information that you need. So, but even when over-the-air broadcast isn't available, streaming may be. So download the K105 or WMTL app. It's available for iPhone or for Android. You can go straight to the homepage at K105.com. You should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, uh, at K105 Radio on Twitter is a great way to get, you know, quick, up-to-date information in and 144-character doses. On things that you need and so we will be working based upon conditions like whatever whatever outlets we have to be able to vend information uh, so they might not all be working but some of them will and to kind of maintain that uh, maintain that connection so I, I don't know who knows I may do the show tomorrow in my pajamas do it and then also
2: <laughs> go to k105.com slash closings that's a great I, spot uh, it has all of the, the list of closings and if you have closings to submit email us info at k105com we can help out with that because there's a lot there's a lot of p- places that'll be closed mm-hmm. so
0: I think a lot of places hopefully have already closed yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I think it's yes. gonna, a given maybe we should make closed.
2: it k105com openings <laughs> make a
0: list of just who's open Well, we did, in the old days, we did get into that. They would, you know, they would want us to announce openings. I'm like, well, if you announce openings, that goes on infinitely. Mm -hmm. Anything not closed technically Mm -hmm. would need to be. So it's hard. Uh, The sweetest thing, well, a couple sweet things have happened to me this morning. But one of them was Alea was in the studio (laughs) about an hour ago and she said, Do I have school tomorrow? (laughs) And I, I was like, No, you're. I mean, there's no official word, but yeah, you're, no, you're not going to have school tomorrow. But so she got that smile, like, oh. Well, I was uh, a little disappointed no when
2: I talked to her this morning. I said, "Are you disappointed you're not in school today?" And she said, "No."
0: <laughs> well, technically, she's NTIing today, so she's working. She's working very hard. Yeah. In between bites of sausage and biscuit or biscuit and gravy, she's. Yeah, uh, it smelled really good work, when I came in there too. Working on her her NTI work. A yeah, sure uh, yeah. couple other things, just you know, trying to give you. We don't want to be all oh no, what's what's happening. Happening. Uh, there is a Twitter account that I follow called Boat Ramp Fails. <laughs> and I love boat ramp fails. Um, people that really don't know what they're doing and they try to get uh, <laughs> boats on trailers and that type of thing. So here's in uh, Soddy Daisy, Tennessee. Earlier this week, there was a fisherman who was attempting to launch his boat from a ramp that ended up with his boat, his trailer, and his pickup truck. <laughs> Submerged in the water. I don't the think rams swim. Hamilton County <laughs> Office of Emergency Management said that a man was attempting to launch his boat at Chickamauga Lake in the Saudi Daisy community when disaster struck. He didn't realize there was a big drop off. So water levels low this time mm-hmm. of year, which means the ramps are much longer. But that means there's a lot less ramps submerged. Mm-hmm. So it went over the edge and it drug everything in. The truck was a total loss. But the trailer and the boat um, I think have have managed and the reason I talk about it is this happens around here from time to time I'm, I'm sure would you ever allow me to back up no
2: uh, the answer should be no
0: if you wanted now, to if you wanted mother, to I would let you but I would recommend that you don't well I was always impressed with my mother. she could back up the trailer uh, she could do that. If you do it, I don't it, think I'm that person. If you do it frequently, you can get decent at it, but mm-hmm. it's a skill that you need to <laughs> you need to stay brushed up on as much as possible. And what else? Oh, so Barrett Jackson auction is no, my, my on. My dad's a big fan. Yeah, my dad's a big fan too. To the point of he can't stay up late enough to watch it all, so he records it so he uh, can watch it the next morning.
2: Uh, my dad records it. I don't know that it's not necessarily that he can't stay up too late, but there might be other things that he wants to watch. Yeah, but he will consume it.
0: Well, the uh, Trans Am that Burt Reynolds owned, the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit, sold at auction this week, $495,000. Gosh, I would have almost thought that could have gone for more, too. Yeah, I would have it's,
2: thought more.
0: It's, well, it's one of the few that Burt Reynolds actually owned. Is, it, is that what's filling up our, our blank parking spot out there now? Yep, that's why I cleared off the spot, because we're going to get the new uh, Bandit 1 on there. It's got his autograph on the... Uh, Glove box and everything, so it's uh, pretty cool. So somebody's looking for a birthday. Can we drive party. that to games? Uh, no, I can drive it to games. <laughs> we gotta get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on in the Note. But on
3: the midnight watch, I realized, why twice you ran away. Think about, think about how
0: many times. MB's point I to ponder for today: Why is it writing in a diary? Is considered sane and respectable, but talking to yourself out loud is somehow bizarre. Even though everybody does it. Seems to me like they're the same thing. Mm -hmm. Dear diary. I mean, you have an inner dialogue. Why don't you just say it out loud? I
1: I talk to self out loud all the time.
0: I talk to a lot of you all uh, when you don't realize it. Not, Not necessarily the two of you all. Oh, I thought that was
2: just. Is that a shot at us ignoring you or something? That... No. No. Well,
0: like fellow motorists. Oh, I thought talk oh, I, I talked oh, yeah. to a lot of uh-huh. my fellow motorists. Uh huh.
2: Maybe a hand signal occasionally? No. No, no hand signals? Mm-hmm. He's not really that kind of guy. No, that's not. Uh, not even a wave or a good old peace sign?
0: Oh, well, I mean, I'll wave. Or or I'll, never I pull, pull in an Eli, Eli Manning. I'll I people. No, I don't. He's not raid. I don't give people the bird. That's not. Um, no. Like that, that only give them a lock. that can only devolve uh-huh. quickly. There's nothing uh-huh. that can be gained from from doing that. uh on another public service announcement for you advisory, download content to your devices. <laughs> yeah. been doing it all morning uh, already down download yes. some things so, so that if you, mm-hmm. you know, unless you want to be blasted back to DVD days, well, if you or have, worse. If you
2: don't have power, how are you going to watch the DVD? Exactly. That's <laughs> why. A generator? L- oh. Well, so I've been downloading all morning.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, It, it can't you know. hurt. Your generator sound effect was, was pretty, pretty good, though. I know. I, I had it running yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
0: I was testing it out. Can, like, okay. Well, I
2: didn't know what that sound was.
0: <laughs> I just heard it going. Yeah. Uh, on TV tonight, the first 48, season 7 premiere on A&E. Project Runway season nineteen finale. And then I watched curling last night on the Olympic coverage. There's already curling underway. Do do the
2: uh, Americans still look like Mario? Don't didn't they dress up with the mustaches and all this that?
0: This was co ed. This was mixed. Oh. So they did no, she did not look like Mario. Uh <laughs> I don't want to see a female curler that looks like Mario.
2: She could Look like Princess Peach, if we're keeping in that.
0: Qualifying for the Luigi. men's and women's moguls in freestyle skiing, the men's short program, and rhythm dance events of the team competition in figure skating. Okay, can I get some bobsledding, please? That's what I'll I'll watch that on Peluge. the Olympic channel. By the way, all the indoor stair loose. most all of the uh, <laughs> most all of the snow at the Beijing Winter Olympics is fake. No, not much real snow. And I read that thanks to COVID, India sent just one single athlete to the Olympics. I
2: didn't know that there were many
0: winter sports in India. 31-year-old skier, Arif Khan. His nickname is Sacrificial Lamb. (laughs) They had to pick one because due to COVID. Well, we got to send somebody. Uh, We can live without you, so we'll we'll let you go. I hope he wins the gold. Uh, I'll bet he doesn't. he would be lucky to win the 10. Today's highlight in history, this date 1943. During World War II, the U.S. transport ship SS Dorchester, which was carrying troops to Greenland, sank after being hit by a German torpedo in the Labrador Sea. In 1913, the 16th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution providing for a federal income tax was ratified. 1994, the space shuttle Discovery lifted off. Carrying Sergei Krikalev, the first Russian cosmonaut to fly aboard a U.S. spacecraft. A year ago today, the world, well, maybe not the world. Most of the country, especially the country part of the country, was talking about Morgan Wallen.
2: Well, you know what five years ago today was? The Bowling Green Massacre. (laughs) That was, remember when all that went down? Oh. (laughs) <laughs> I saw that pop yeah. up on my Twitter. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. The Bowling
0: Green Massacre. Okay. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Uh, singer Melanie is 75 today. She's in that roller skate song. Morgan Fairchild is 72. Nathan Lane is 66. Mara Tierney is 57. Amal Clooney is 44. Who's more famous worldwide, Amal Clooney or George Clooney? Got to be George, doesn't it? Right. Worldwide. She's pretty famous on her own being a human rights activist. He's Kentucky uh, Sean, I mean, uh, we know him more, but Sean Kingston is 32 today. I forgotten Horace Greeley in 1911, and Henry Heimlich born in 1920. So Henry Heimlich, the you know the inventor of the Heimlich maneuver, he only passed away in 2016.
2: Doesn't he have a Kentucky connection?
0: I don't know. I think the Heimlich was once performed in Kentucky.
2: I would presume probably does, more than just once. Does
0: that help? <laughs> I was going out on a limb suggesting. Let's go to uh, chart toppers. Let's go to... Where are we going? (laughs) Billy Vaughn in 1955 with Melody of Love. It's a Cincinnati connection. That's what it is. That would make sense. Everything's German in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. He
2: died in Cincinnati, and he lived there.
0: Do you think there were more Heimlich maneuvers per capita in Cincinnati <laughs> than anywhere else on earth? It, it's a potential. I mean, it would be a There's some really good hospitals in, in Cincinnati. Regional okay. hypothesis. 1964 Leslie Gore. Don't tell, me what to do. Don't tell me what to say. And please when I go, So the B side of that was Run Bobby Run. You know that Leslie Gore song Run Bobby Run, I'm sure. Mm. I know Al Gore. <laughs> are they are they related? Lockbox. The Hurricane Smith number one. Oh, With Oh, babe. What would what you say? What would you say? Oh, Okay, I am going to download the Beatles documentary again, mm-hmm. and I've already got Hamilton downloaded, so mm-hmm. those will be two things I can go to. <clears throat> those'll those'll make me happy if I don't have, you know, access to internet for some reason. Let's go to 1982, Juice Newton. I had the sheet music for this, for piano. But Sharon Major, she would never let me play it. It was not classical enough. I was a terrible piano student, by the way.
2: Not sure that I'm surprised by I that. Right. I didn't
0: want to practice any of the stuff I was supposed to practice. I'm like I want to play the hits. Come on, that's Piano what man. I'm. That's what I'm here for. The hits. Oh, I don't want to. Here play Here we go. I'm gonna make somewhere. you sweat. Number one in 1994.
2: I'd like to see them come out at the Super Bowl halftime show.
0: They may very well be. They may be the special special reveal. No. Uh,
2: Eiffel 65, Blue,
0: you missed it again. You got out of having to hear Blue again. Single Ladies, (laughs) Beyoncé in 09, Havana in 18. By the way, the CNC Music Factory, Sam, I know you may think it's the same as Snoop and Eminem. I'm I'm very well aware, yes, that they are not the same. I'll listen to Eminem over this. (laughs) MB's Pearl of Wisdom. By the way, everybody be safe. Uh, make wise decisions. Don't go anywhere if you don't absolutely have to go somewhere. And we'll be uh, doing the best we can to keep you uh, updated. So be be safe. Health and safety numero uno. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. To succeed in life, you need three things. A wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone. A wishbone, a backbone, and a and a funny bone. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll be happy to introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B i MB, and now you're in the know.